Welcome to Lavender Sessions with Amanda, an Asheville girl with a Carolina mindset, encouraging others through life's crazy moments. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you know when my latest episodes are available. And come over to Instagram and say hi, at Lavender Louise. Welcome back. Hello, new week. First week of July. Holy smokes. <laughs> I just don't even have words. I feel like I say that every week, but this year is just flying by. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? I don't even know. I don't even know. Is anybody else feeling like they are trying to keep themselves on track with like a schedule or a routine and no matter how much we try to like wrangle ourselves to stay consistent we just want to like squirrel away from the schedule because that is exactly how I've been feeling I have these moments I don't want to say moments days <laughs> Where it's like, I will be so good with routines and making sure I'm getting things done and taking the time for myself and working on my business and doing all of the things. And then there are other weeks where I'm just like, the more I try to focus and the more I try to really bring myself kind of back to center, I it's like a magnet. Like I fight against it. Um, and that has been me. I feel like the past couple of weeks I have just not been able to get myself together. So I think what happens, especially when we start to feel that way, is I know we talked last week, like acknowledging when you need more. But I think another part of that is just acknowledging that you need something different and you may just need a moment of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, I don't want to use the word clarity because I, f I feel like that's not really what I'm trying to say. But you need a moment of just like space. Because kind of in reference to, for example, here we go. Here's where I'm going to make this connection. When... You know, whenever you start a diet, okay, any of my diet friends out there, you start a diet and your body um, is just getting used to the new habit, right? And so you try to cold turkey it and stop eating, I don't know, Oreo cookies. Hello, those are delicious. And when you tell your body like, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. You're not going to have another one. That's when you want it more, right? So I feel like recently I have been like, okay, body, we're getting on this schedule because we're doing these things. We're going to make sure we're checking all of the boxes. And it's like, because I'm telling myself that my old habits are trying to creep back in or um, those old ways of thinking, right? My ego starts chiming in like, girl, what are you doing? Why are you even trying to pretend like you know what you're doing right now? Because you don't, you know, like those little things just start to pop up. 
And I read this really interesting article um, this week about having a healthy ego and an unhealthy ego, which I had never thought of, right? I had never thought about kind of classifying it that way until I read this article about, you know, kind of these different flavors, if you will, of egos. And our egos is are kind of like our muscles, right? Like they're always going to be there. Okay. We have to train them. We have to teach them. We have to um, exercise them. <laughs> That's not the word I want to use. Make them more healthy is what is the point I'm trying to make, right? So we have to build them into being healthy egos, going from unhealthy, right? So if you've got an unhealthy ego that only feeds on the negative and you are, um, that ego doesn't shower every day or doesn't, I don't shower every day, but, um, TMI, sorry. But like, imagine that just dumpster fire ego, right? In my brain, for me, that would be someone who is not someone that would be an ego that is feeding into the negative, right? Is doing nothing but um, drinking chocolate yoo-hoos and um, eating family-sized bag Doritos and um, speaking negatively towards other people and themselves, like all of these things, right? There's nothing wrong with those things, right? I mean, if that's your jam and you want to do that, then that's your jam and you want to do that and that's fine. But how is that serving you in the end, right? By having this unhealthy ego. So we have to train it and we have to hold it when it's scared and we have to let it know everything's okay. And we have to be able to work with it in order to be successful, right? In order to train it into being a healthy ego where occasionally it's going to get fed negativity, right? Occasionally it's going to sit down and eat a family-sized bag of Doritos. Occasionally it is going to drink chocolate yoo-hoos all day long. Like that's just going to happen. But it's all about how we are training it and how we are influencing it and what we are learning from it in our moments of struggle or in our moments of um, opportunity or in our moments of success even, right? Because you can have a healthy ego, but have a moment of success where you're winning and you're winning and you're winning. And then your ego gets, whoo, right? Gets blown out of the water because then your ego starts thinking that it is the sugar honey iced tea, okay? And you are the sugar honey iced tea, but <laughs> we got to rein our ego in, right? Is the point. Okay. So I started thinking about this unhealthy, healthy ego. And I tried to really pinpoint for myself when those two variants kind of come into play for me. And that brought me to this moment of, which I think speaks kind of highly to everything that's going on now, of being lonely 
and loneliness and being alone and having to live with those different egos. You've got, you know, both sides playing. So with loneliness, I, th- I think everybody, I'm going to make a generic statement, but I, I don't think there's anybody that wants to truly be alone, alone, alone under a rock by themselves 24-7, 365 days a year. We all want some type of social interaction or um, relationship, right? No matter how big or how small, that's just a human thing, right? We're social creatures. And right now, especially with having to be alone, I think our brains all of a sudden from all of this interaction and relationships and um, consistent human interaction, (laughs) I don't know why that was taking me forever to get out, but our brains don't know how to function that way, right? Because our whole lives we have been going to school, going to class, going to our job, going to a um, meeting, going to a gathering, whatever it is that's been our entire lives. And then we just shut the faucet off, right? And so when we start to get lonely, we have our ego feeding us either the unhealthy or the healthy side, right? I know for me, nine times out of the out of 10, it's the unhealthy side where my ego is telling me you're going to be alone forever. <laughs> you are, um, you aren't going to be able to accomplish your goals because you have nobody in your court, right? You don't have any cheerleaders. Um, and it just takes you kind of down this deep, dark rabbit hole. And I think what's so important about loneliness is being able to, I know we talk a lot about acknowledging feelings, right? But being able to say, okay, I am feeling lonely right now. And here's the reason why. Instead of not being able to sit with that comfort level, because we don't like being uncomfortable, right? We do not like being uncomfortable because that means we don't have control over whatever's going on. And we try to shuffle things around and cover it up. And when we try to shuffle things around and cover it up, that's when our unhealthy ego kind of says, hey, guess what? We about to do some really self-destructive-ish right now, (laughs) right? So then we start to look for some type of attachment, right? I need an attachment to something, whether it be food, people, social media, you know, any of those things, which are great in moderation. But when we are having that feeling of loneliness and we're not trying to figure out why, then these old habits or these Um, self-destructive habits just really start to rear their ugly head. And I think what's so important 
to acknowledge about loneliness is that it's okay. And it's okay to feel lonely. It doesn't define who we are, what we are, what our success level is. It doesn't make us weaker. It doesn't make us any less of whatever. All it makes us is human. And everybody goes through it. Everybody feels that sense of loneliness. And it's all about having the control to say, okay, I know I'm feeling this way right now. I can acknowledge that it's a feeling right now. It's not a season. It's not going to be forever. It's just right now. And trying to really understand why it's there. What is that feeling? How can I use this feeling of loneliness or this feeling of sadness and put it towards a creative outlet or put it towards um, something that's going to benefit me, right? What can I do with that feeling that's going to make me happy? What is it? And being able to take that control and decipher how we're going to use it, we get to take our power back that way. And I think so many people too try to say that when you're lonely, you need to be lonely for a minute and then you need to be done with it, right? Like get over it. That mm, That's not how it works, <laughs> right? Just like I was talking about in the beginning, whenever you have a diet and you tell yourself I'm not going to have something, that's when you want it most, right? It's the same with feelings. It's the same with feelings good or bad, right? It is so hard to understand or even sit in silence with why we are feeling a particular way in a moment. And we always want to fix ourselves, right? Because we don't like being uncomfortable. That's why we don't like being uncomfortable. And for so long as a society, I feel like we have taught ourselves that if you aren't successful, if you aren't happy, if you aren't joyful, if you aren't socializing, if you aren't all of these things, then that means you aren't a normal person. And the reality is you are a normal person. Normal people have feelings. Normal people don't always have the best feelings. And normal people have to figure out how to take their power back how to have that control whether it be reading or seeing a doctor or whatever it may be the most important thing to know is that you aren't alone when those feelings happen and that I guarantee you by talking about it it relieves that stress and it can be talking to a friend, talking to a therapist. Hello, I love mine. <laughs> like whatever it is, just having that outlet to talk to, especially when you are feeling lonely or you're feeling uncomfortable. And really, really acknowledging it and not trying to cover it up. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of 
<clears throat> excuse me, it's called, I'm going to say it totally wrong. Where is it? Cora? I don't know if that's really how you say it, <laughs> but it's Q-U-O-R-A. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's very similar to Reddit and um, it will give you a lot of um, kind of insight into other people's thoughts and how other people may handle may be handling different things. So like you can type in the search bar, you know, loneliness or love or, you know, whatever. And it'll bring up all of these questions that people have asked um, over time. And a lot of them are actually really, really good. You have, you know, anybody can post on there, but they give um, really good advice and uh, they'll share different things that have inspired them kind of over the past. And so this is where I got the idea for the unhealthy ego, healthy ego thing um, was from someone who posted a question that said, can loneliness change the person that you are? And, uh, this person talks about how they spent, um, some time isolated in their bedroom learning a trade and, um, that it changed them for the worst. And, um, they were depressed. They developed like social anxiety, um, they had to start to go to therapy and like really shake getting out of this kind of mode. And once they did kind of get out of it, um, they ended up having to move to a different country for this job that they had away from their family and their friends and all of this stuff. And they could tell a significant change because it was like the first time when they were isolated trying to learn this trade. That was like the first time I guess they had ever been, ooh, the hiccups, truthfully, <laughs> alone. And so after they went through that, it was like ripping off the bandaid, right? So what they said was, um, what changed my attitude, whether that happened through a change in environment or experience, I don't sit around bullying myself. I sit around encouraging myself. My positive negative self-talk ratio is 80, 20 instead of 20, 80, the complete opposite of how I used to relate to myself and others. That's the difference between being alone with an unhealthy ego and a healthy ego. And so he goes in to quote a, um, a writer. And this writer talks about overcoming loneliness. And so what they say is what a strange thing loneliness is and how frightening it is. We never allow ourselves to get too close to it. And if by chance we do, we quickly run away from it. We will do anything to escape from loneliness, to cover it up. Our conscious and unconscious preoccupation seems to be to avoid it or to overcome it. Avoiding and overcoming loneliness are equally futile. Though suppressed or neglected, the pain, the problem, it's still there. You may lose yourself in a crowd and yet be utterly lonely. You may be intensely active, but loneliness silently creeps up on you. Put the book down, and it is there. Amusements and drinks cannot drown loneliness. You may temporarily evade it, but when the laughter and the effects of alcohol are over, the fear of loneliness returns. You may be ambitious and successful. You may have vast power over others. 
You may be rich in knowledge. You may worship and forget yourself in the rigmarole of rituals. But do what you will. The ache of loneliness continues. You may exist only for your son, for the master, for the expression of your talent. But like the darkness, loneliness covers you. You may love or hate, escape from it according to your temperament and psychological demands. But loneliness is there, waiting and watching, withdrawing only to approach again. Feeling lonely, we attach ourselves to people, drink, and all sorts of other escapes. Attachment is an escape from loneliness. Can this loneliness be understood? And can one find out for oneself what is beyond it? That is the real question. Not what to do about attachment to people or environment. Can this deep sense of loneliness, emptiness be transcended? Any movement at all away from loneliness strengthens the loneliness. And so there is more need than ever before to get away from it. This makes for attachment, which brings its own problems. Then this attachment with all its complications becomes so important, so dominating, that it prevents one from looking at what, at what is. Movement away from what is, is fear. And we try to resolve it by another escape. This is perpetual motion, apparently away from what it is. But in actuality, there is no movement at all. So it is only the mind which sees what it is and doesn't move away from it in any direction that is free of what it is. Since the chain of cause and effect is the action of loneliness, it is clear that the only ending of loneliness is the ending of this action. <sighs> Jaw drop. <laughs> right? It is... I just loved this article and I'll, I'll, um, copy it in the show notes, but I thought that was so intriguing to hear that and just so inspiring because it makes you feel not alone, right? Like you hear all of that and you're like, okay, loneliness is fine and it's going to happen, but I have control over what happens to me when that happens. Um, And I think that anytime we experience that type of loneliness, whatever it may be, it's always, always an opportunity to grow and an opportunity to learn. And I mean, it's true. You go through something to prepare you for something else. A hundred percent. So thank you guys for listening to kind of my long ramble about loneliness. I don't even know where. I guess I just, it just sparked me today. <laughs> But um, I'll leave that article in the show notes. Come over to Instagram. Let me know how you liked this episode. Rate, review, subscribe, share, all of the things. And I hope you have a fantastic week.